What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And today, we are taking, we are taking a look back and also a look ahead at the future of what the film industry is going to bring us in 2023, but before we go and kind of go through our anticipated projects, uh, we're going to take a look back at 2022 because 2022 was a huge year for films and television alike. I would say since COVID happened, this is probably the biggest the film and television industry has been since that all went down. And we have had so many projects, some good and some bad, and we are here to talk about it. Um, not just me. Uh, Ethan Wensloff is here with us as usual. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm always excited to go back to the past, and even more excited to go back to the future to look at 2023, which we are currently in. So yes, I'm pumped to do this today. 2022 was a year that brought us a lot of good, a lot of disappointing, and quite a bit of bad. So I'm excited to talk about it. But I'm more excited to be here with you too, fine gentlemen. Two, yes, Ethan is referencing Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. Uh, and while 2022 was no 2019, I think 2019 was like peak movie year. There were lots of great films that came out that year, fandom or not. And uh, this year, I think we finally got right back into the swing of things and all these cool movies that were delayed have finally come out and, and we got a lot of great stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Excited to talk about my favorite uh, movies and, and projects from this year. We had, if I'm not mistaken, two movies pass a billion dollars at the box office this year, which is great. Hasn't happened since 2019. Um, and a movie that stayed in theaters for over 20 weeks of, out of the year, which is absolutely insane. So Morbius. We, Morbius, yes. We also had the most movie of all time, and is in Morbius. But how that has returned to cinema. With two oh, releases man, two this releases. year. Yes. That, that, More than any other movie has, this year. Hasn't Morbius. happened since Endgame. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's well, also Spider-Man. Spider-Man, we did have the Spider-Man that is true. movie this year also. That is true. The more so, fun stuff edition. Indeed. Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, great video. <laughs> indeed, Decent absolutely. Video. Absolutely. Mike is laughing about that, but it's absolutely serious. And so kind of what I wanted to do here is go through 2022 and go for first disappointing slash bad projects of this year. Because for as much good as we got, we also got bad, disappointing projects of the year. And it's also pretty interesting because... Ethan and I did this style video podcast last year, and we went through our most exciting ones, picks throughout, and it's interesting to see where we're at now a year removed from this stuff. So I want to focus on disappointing slash bad first, and I have five projects uh-huh. on my list. We're not going to go through any particular order here. We're just going to go one at, one at the other, and if if we do have another like uh, the same project on our disappointing list chime in as well just say okay i've also got that on my list but when we talk about our best projects of 2022 we're going to go in order 
five, four, three, two, one. So that's going to be interesting. But let's start it off with disappointing projects first. And we'll shoot it to Micah first. What would you have as your first project that really disappointed you or maybe that you would just say is bad? Like most disappointment or number five on my disappointment? meter? I, th- this one doesn't need to be ranked. Okay. This is just what do you think is bad? I'll, think, I'll say the, uh, the first one that came to my mind, the one project that I can say disappointed me, huge disappointment, hated the whole thing. She-Hulk, attorney mm. at law. I think that is the worst thing to come out of 2022. There was no correlation between the episodes. There was no character growth. Uh, she never changed throughout the show. She, the, 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 there was no villain. The, the real villain was... Uh, uh, there was no threat. I, I don't know. It, it just seemed like the show could have had way more substance to it. And it, the, the best part about the show is Daredevil, and I'm sure Ethan will agree with me on that. Uh, and he made the whole show, those last two episodes, insanely better just by existing and having some, anything to add to the show. Uh, every other character I felt was forgettable or uh, pointless. Hmm. And yeah. we just did our, our Incredible Hulk podcast. They changed um, uh, Abomination's character so much that it was indeed an abomination. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, so She-Hulk is not on my list, and it's because we're doing the most disappointed projects. Yeah. I wasn't – I'd agree with you that She-Hulk could have been better, but to me, I wasn't anticipating it. The lead-up wasn't there. I wasn't like, this is going to be mind-blowing. She-Hulk's going to be fantastic. No. She-Hulk was fine. I – Thought there was some good, some bad. You know, most most people hate on it, so I feel like I have to defend it in that way to where I don't think it's hot trash. I think it's fine. You know, it's just averagely mediocre. But for me, there are a lot more disappointing things that happened this year than She Hulk. Yes, I, I I'm with Ethan on that one. It's you have to be in the right mindset. You have to know why the show was made and who the audience is for. And I think maybe that gets a lot better. But I do agree with you, Mike. It's one of the worst things Marvel has put out in Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in general, pretty much. Yeah, I think it, it just it needed a story. It yeah. needed, if it had an overarching plot, just something, anything at all, then it would have made this show worth it. But you can completely skip this show and, and I'm sure not even miss a thing. I agree. Ethan. Give us a project that you were disappointed in. Disappointed in this. So uh, this is like a soft disappointment, but I'll go uh, in my fifth spot. I have The Walking Dead season eleven, mm. which is the, was the ending of this hugely popular show. I know at points in all of our lives we have watched The Walking Dead, you know, and dropping off at various points. Ben was as recent as this season eleven. He didn't finish it, but yeah, this this was highly disappointing. I think for a show that had a lots of lots of Lots of up and downs. This was easily the worst season to come out of the show. And the fact that it was your last season, just it it didn't sit right. And it also ended the show, but it didn't end the character stories because just this year we have three new shows coming out. We have a Maggie Negan spinoff. We have a Rick and Michonne spinoff. And we have a Daryl Dixon spinoff. So it, it, it was an ending, but it wasn't an ending. And I thought the quality of it significantly dropped from what I thought were decent season nine and season tens. I will say like it probably would be on my list if I even finished it, but it was so uninteresting and unappealing to me to sacrifice that time to watch the show to where I was like, 
I, I don't want to watch it. It probably would be on my list, but it's not on my list for that reason. Micah, you don't watch Walking Dead, do you? I watched a couple at the beginning, but I, I dropped off. Yeah, okay. Very disappointing. I will agree with you on that, though. I, I'm sure, like, I feel it, though, because I, I watched the first couple episodes. So I'm with you on that one. I heard a guy from Fear the Walking Dead just died. Did you hear about that? I did oh, not. Like an actor? I, yeah, an actor. Hmm. A young one, like 15, 16-year-old. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Whoa. Dang. Holy catfish. Man. I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with Moon Knight Ooh. as mine. This is probably my least disappointing slash bad one on my list. But I, I had a lot. I actually had like anticipation going into this show for it to be a dark, gritty Marvel take on a superhero with Egyptian themes. And it didn't really deliver on that, in my opinion. The, I believe his uh, multiple personality disorder could have been explored better. The action scenes, which I was most excited for, were very disappointing. There were maybe there was maybe a couple that really stood out. Uh, I think the ending really falls flat on my. And I just was never into it. I was never into each episode. I was like, okay, let's go ahead and watch this episode. I don't know it. I. I'm saying that's disappointing because I was going into it with anticipation. I didn't do that with many projects of Marvel's this year, but that was one of them in March. And it did not exceed my expectations. Many of those action scenes that could have been cool were like cut because in the show's excuse, it used it to switch personalities or skip the personality and stay with the same personality, just not show you what happened. I, I kind of want to see what happens, especially at the end. And you're teased at the end with Jake Lockley in the end, end credit scene. And I don't know if they're making a season two. So they've said that maybe they're going to do like this was going to be a one and done thing. So why hold this interesting character all season for you to not then do anything with it? Maybe they will do something with it, but they've announced all, almost all the way up through phase six and there's nothing left. So there was just stuff that was left to be desired, in my opinion, with <laughs> Moon Knight. So that that's on my disappointing. Yeah, I can see I can say that uh, personally. We, I mean, Ethan Parker and I, we were doing the podcast for that one, and I was hyped every week going up to it. And that, I, I really liked the, the things that they you said that you didn't like. Uh, personally, my take was that I like those. I like that they cut it out, and they're like, whoa, what just happened? You know, getting your whiplash from it, and in a good way for me personally. Um, but yeah, Ethan, what do you have to say? I'd say a spoiler alert for my top five, but this doesn't make it, but I'd say if the finale was better, I would definitely highly consider it because I disagree with you, Ben. I really enjoyed this show for the first five episodes. I thought everything they did with Mark Spector and, uh, Moon Knight and the cutaways and just the, the way the story was told and the way the mystery unfolded, I thought it was super compelling. I was so excited every week to sit down and not only watch it, but yeah, talk about it with you, Micah. So yeah, I mean, I understand how you could say that's disappointing. I just, I think the finale was for sure disappointing. Yeah. I really like the mystery behind it all too. Yeah. Like, was it all real? And Oscar Isaac killed it. I will oh, say that, that for sure is not debatable. He was excellent in the show, but if I, I got to put, I had anticipation for it. Mm-hmm. It did not meet that anticipation. Okay. So that, Hawk that's too. where it goes. He killed it. Yeah, wasn't a fan of him. Oh. The villain was, I think, one of Marvel's weaker ones. If you can, hmm. uh, Marvel has a lot of weak ones, but he's well. One can of the we? Weaker. 
ones. As far as sh- Marvel shows go this year, is is that the number one that came out? So number what are, one what? Number one Marvel show that yes, came out this year. I would say better Moon than Knight She-Hulk be and Miss Marvel. Yeah. But I had nothing. Yeah, we didn't have anything going that. into this. So yeah. that wouldn't make the list, okay. even though I'd say they're okay. worse. Yeah. So. Micah, hit us with your next one. Next bottom, I will say Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Ooh. I was very disappointed in this movie. I thought that it would I thought it was oh. missing a lot of of things. I don't know. I, I didn't like how it relied on the death of Chadwick Boseman for the emotional, like gut wrenching part of the movie. Like I had a little bit at the beginning where it said, Okay, um uh T'Challa died and 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 now we see she's going through this through, through this like, how can I fix this? How could I have fixed this? Could I have uh, harnessed this power of the Black Panther to to heal him? And it just didn't. Uh, and then uh, throughout the movie we see okay, well, now we have Ironheart, and it's like the the story of going to get Ironheart is uh, it was a bit on the cringe side for me. I agree was, with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like Ironheart's personality as much. And if we're gonna have Ironheart as the main character for the next Avenger for the new mm-hmm. Avengers. I don't know if I like that. I don't know. I, I just don't like her personality. She's it's not like an unlikable person in the way that Tony Stark is, where I wouldn't hang out with Tony Stark just because of how he is. Like there are characters that I just You don't enjoy watching her. Yeah, I don't yeah. enjoy watching yeah. her. I agree. And she's trying to be a relatable college student and I'm a college student. I don't relate with her. And yeah, it's just the wrong crowd for me. I don't know. I'm not as not as universal as a of a main. To character. you, what was the thing that disappointed you about this movie that justified putting it here? People said that it was a really emotional movie, uh-huh. and that it was gonna be that it was like because I I missed a couple of days. I think I saw it on Saturday instead of Thursday, like I normally do. And people were like, oh, this movie is really good. It's really emotional. I was crying at the end, and the action is really good, and, and all this stuff. And I go into it, and it's, and like I said, it, it relies on if you were attached to Chadwick Boseman, and if you were really into the first movie, and like super, they don't, it's not, a, the movie itself is not independent of another thing. Hmm. You have to watch, I mean, yeah, it's a sequel, sure, but you, you have to know what the story around you have the to know movie that he is. Died. Yeah, you have yeah. to know. Yeah, and they don't give you that in the movie. You have to know that going in. Huh. That's how I felt. In order for you to get the message of the movie, and yeah, you have to the know. The emotional gut wrenching feeling did not happen happened. because I was not attached to Chadwick Boseman at all. Yeah, I thought he was an okay actor. I, you know, and really, you. It's sad that he died. I'm not saying that it was bad. Like. Yeah. You well, can yeah. get me and Ben's full thoughts on this because we did a Black Panther yeah. podcast. But no, I I we we do talk about this a little in our podcast about how you do need to have real life circumstances put into play and know that Chadwick passed away and how this the sequel is not the sequel anyone wanted yeah. coming after Black Panther the first one. But you do have to put real life into it and know that all the cast, uh the director and Ryan Coogler and even the MCU they wanted a different movie. That no one wanted this movie, yeah. but it's what they had to make, and I thought that they did a fantastic job at doing what they had to do. And I do think that all the stuff, the emotional side of Chadwick's death, I think it plays really well into the film. And I do think it is long. It is a little slow at points, but I think that the heart of the film is there. And I, 
It didn't make my top 10, but I, I did enjoy Black Panther. I did like the world building. Uh, I thought it was really cool how they brought in the Aztecs in that underwater city. And um, the first movie, I felt they, they, they were trying to match the same level as the first movie, right? Where they had this world that you didn't even know about was there. Um, so that was cool. That was the, the movie wasn't complete garbage. That's why it wasn't the worst mm. on my list. So, yeah, it, it has things there. It, it's good. Um, but personally, not my thing. That's a hot take, man. I would say I wouldn't. I would put it more towards the like side than the mm. disappointing side. But I think you've laid out your case very well. Yeah. Remind me a lot of Avatar too. Avatar too. <laughs> did you see? I haven't that? seen Avatar too, but I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like I mean, it blew people in the water. <laughs> what else? <laughs> that could that could be. I haven't seen it. Talk to me when you've seen the movie, though. I will. Yeah, Ethan, hit us with your next project. My next project, I'll go I'll go the Book of Boba Fett right here. Because th- this was a show that no one was incredibly like hyped for. We knew okay, Bo- we know Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett he's coming. And we saw him in Mandalorian season two. It was really cool. And he's this character that we've always wanted to know more of. You know, he was in the original trilogy and he dies, quote unquote. They resurrect him in this, so we're like, all right, they're bringing the character back. They have to do something cool with him. And to me, the actual Boba Fett story in this show was so bad and so boring. They do nothing with him. They bring in teenage gangsters on Vespa speeder bikes. It, it was just so uninteresting, so boring. They made this character who Tamara Morrison will even agree is boring now. Uh, he, he's supposed to be the scariest bounty hunter in all the galaxy. And he's just boring. And I'd say where the show does get interesting is when they bring an actual interesting character in, in The Mandalorian. They bring Din Djarin in. But as you did that, you ruin the season two ending of Mandalorian. And now we have Mandalorian season three coming up, but you have the Book of Boba Fett in the middle of that that kind of is just this this mess. And I don't know on this podcast how deep we want to get into spoilers on everything we discuss, is there a range we want to do? I would say go full spoilers. If you haven't seen these. So how about on disappointing projects, we go spoilers. And then on the the best, we don't do spoilers because we want people to watch. Yeah, there we go. Best. Okay, that's okay. fine. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, bringing in Cad Bane in this was, I don't, it was all right. It was cool to see him, but they didn't really do nothing C-tier with him. C-tier CGI too. Yeah, like- yeah. It wasn't even CJ. I mean, it's your makeup. We've, we've, I've seen. Yeah. So does a book of Boba Fett make any of your guys' lists? I, I also put it on my bottom uh, just because I, I mean, I was hyped for the show too. Um, there were, but it was, it was a Mandalorian show. It was Din Djarin for half of it. Mm-hmm. And which while I did, I, I disagree. I did like the Boba Fett stuff. I thought it was really cool to see how he transformed into this, Boring uh, kind of character. warrior. I, oh, I liked it. I liked it. And then we got the um, the rancor at the end. I thought that was sick. How it builds up Maybe to sell say, toys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It, to sell toys. I didn't see any rancor toys. Out Why there. didn't he? <laughs> grab the only slate? rancor toy I saw was the hundred dollar price up mark for the Lego rancor. Jeez, yeah. Drove the price way up. This oh. stupid show. Tell me why he grabs a rancor instead of the slave one. Well, it's not called the Slave One anymore. <laughs> what do they call it now? I don't know. Boba Fett's Starship. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Oh, boy. Can't yeah. do slaves anymore. 
Well, I liked it. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that the whole show wasn't Book of Boba Fett. You put this in your bottom? I put it in my bottom. Two? Yes, okay. because half of it is... If it weren't called Book of Boba Fett, if it were just Mandalorian Season 3, I think it would have been a better name for it. it but it been. still didn't have enough of either to justify either name. But it's yes. still a Mandalorian, and if it's about the Mandalorians... I'd say they, if they wanted to tell this Boba Fett story, they easily could have done it in a Mandalorian Season 3 because we... Like substance, take an episode... Substance-wise, what did we accomplish? Like take one episode yeah. to do Boba Fett's... It like, used to be called the Book of Boba Fett's like one or two episodes. And where it. he, Din Djarin goes with... Yeah. Yeah. We there were definitely easy. some missteps in the show. Those, um, those cyberpunk dudes... Very disappointing. Uh, the 360 very weird. spin move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have to look Fennec at this. Shand, isn't there, right? She is. I, it did not make my list. And I heavily thought about putting it there. But I feel like the good in this show outweighs the bad. Now, I recognize that Boba Fett's story was horribly trash. But... He's never had an interesting story. He's just been tough guy. What about so Christmas special. You okay? He, no, no. Okay, all right. You got me there. But he has. He's just been tough guy. So you can't have tough guy be main guy of your show. You have to give the character substance. Now, unfortunately, the substance that they gave his character was after all of that interesting part that we would have liked to see. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes in the future. And so as a whole, the book of Boba Fett disappointed me, but the good in that show is what didn't make it, is why it didn't make it on my list. Because the Luke Skywalker episode, when he was training Grogu, is enough for me to not put it on disappointed because that was, that episode was probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen. One of the best episodes of Star Wars television I will ever see in my life. That was so good. And I honestly, I look back fondly at that time, even though there were some bad episodes. But I would rank this lower. Like it would be, in as far as 2022 projects go, this would be on the lower end. There's the Darksaber stuff too. All of the stuff with the Darksaber, I loved it. Yes. I loved seeing how they're fighting over the Darksaber. And then there's yes, this duel but, and he's kicked out of the Mandalorian. But all the good from this, you know, could have been in Mandalorian yes, season three. Yes, it could have. Is it a good Boba Fett show? No, it's no. not. I think that they mistitled it, just and like the, with a different show. Yeah, the flashbacks. I love that you highlight that. The flashbacks in the show, when they introduced that as a concept, you were heavily interested. Mm. Flashbacks to Boba Fett? This character is so interesting. But they choose every flashback they give us to take place after he gets out of the, yeah. the Rancor or yeah. the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, we never get a we get a couple flashbacks on Camino, but we need I wanted more on Camino. Yeah, yeah. that would have been so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get that. Unfortunately, not. So, I I do not disagree that that was a disappointment. But uh, I am going to go with a project that probably many people have forgotten about. It came and went, but I did not forget about the this Sandman. show. No, not that one. Uh, I didn't watch that one, but I did watch Halo. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, I didn't have HBO. I didn't see? forget about it, Plus, right? but I didn't watch it. That was as a massive fan of the Halo games, as someone who has played through each and every Halo game, except for the new one. I haven't had time. This show disappointed me on all levels. The very first episode, Master Chief 
takes off his helmet. Right there, I am uninterested. He never takes off his helmet in the games. Right there, I'm uninterested. He tests his helmet off for most of the show. The middle show, the middle part of this show is so unbelievably boring, it's not even funny. The main character is not Master Chief. It's not Master Chief. It's some Asian chick called Quan. She has given so much screen time. It is so disappointing to me that this is what they decided to do with this epic television series. There are some cool action sequences, I guess, but they're filmed so strange. The fight choreography is, I don't know. I don't know where that they, they were trying to, what they were trying to do with this show, but it, it massively disappointed me as a Halo fan on all different levels. But there was no really surprise of that because the writers of this show, they didn't read or do any study of the lore. So that's all it is. And I, I guess there's, a, there's a, an episode in a scene where Master Chief has sex with some alien chick who's a part of the covenant just it mind-bogglingly yeah. stupid i have no idea why this happened it could have been spartans versus aliens that's all you needed to do but they decided to take master chief and pair him with this asian chick with his helmet off for the whole season so very very disappointing as a halo fan and i don't know how it got renewed for a season two but i will not good, be watching if you want to watch a good halo show watch red vs blue there you go there you go that's what you need to watch so, spoiler for Ben's most anticipated project, season two of Halo is not on there, <laughs> but it is coming in March. <laughs> oh, boy. I will not be watching the second season. I want nothing to do with that show. All right, Micah, hit us with your next project. I'm going to go with, although I ranked it pretty highly in our, in our podcast, I will say Thor Love and Thunder was a bit of a disappointment. While I enjoyed it, in some ways, it wasn't what it should have been. It wasn't what it, it it needed to be. And to bring back Natalie Portman's character just to make her a punchline in every single scene about cancer, I don't know about that. Uh, so I will probably speak for all of us when I say that this is on all of our lists. Yeah. Uh, but I will let Ethan go first because I know that he has some very passionate feelings toward the show the longer he thinks about it. Yes, to me this is... This is the worst thing for me that came out this year and the most disappointing thing that came out this year and the worst MCU film to date. And I will stand by that ever, ever, worse, ever. This is worse than anything Marvel Studios has done. And I will stand by that. This is so incredibly disappointing to me. You have Taika Waititi who leading up to the release of this film, I watched his movies leading up to this film. That's how excited I was for this and how just excited I was rolling off Thor Ragnarok. I thought Thor Ragnarok was great in my opinion and yes. what he did with the character and how he uh, took this character that was mostly Shakespearean and he they made him funny, but the heart was still there in Ragnarok. There were still stakes in Ragnarok. In this movie, they take all the stakes, all the heart out of it. It is just... Thor being stupid the whole movie and then you cast Christian Bale on top of that as Gore the God Butcher you cut half his scenes he doesn't kill one god in this movie I was so I even read the whole um God of Thunder run leading up to this with Gore the God Butcher I was ready for this film I was super it was probably the most excited I was for anything this year and it 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 let me down so much I thought the humor was bad the characters were annoying, and yeah, the handling of the cancer storyline. I thought with the cancer storyline and with Thor and with Gore that this was going to be a movie that yeah. made me cry. It was going to be emotional. 
it was anything but that. It just made me angry. This movie is so bad that it almost tarnishes Ragnarok's. Like it, it has made me go and rethink. Like, wait a minute, do do I like Ragnarok? Do I? It's it's that bad. I no, I do I like. Rewatch Ragnarok. I do like Ragnarok. It's top ten oh, yeah. in my opinion, which is what makes it that much more maddening. Because how can you go from that movie to this dumpster fire of a film? And you cannot tell me that. So we're going to watch Thor in our Marvel movie marathon coming up here. The importance of wielding Mjolnir. You have to be worthy. You have to be worthy. Now, I have no problem with Jane Foster wielding Mjolnir. My thing is, I don't think the current Thor, the state that Thor is at right now, I do not think he should be able to wield Mjolnir. He is not worthy. And that's the worst part about it. He, the ending fight too, when he empowers all the stupid kids. What kind of a final epic ending is that? That is so disappointing. Why didn't you do that during the Battle of Wakanda? Why didn't you do that any other time? If you can just magically grant kids these powers, why didn't you go to Odin and grab his thunderbolt in the first place? Like, or or whatever his face is. Zeus was another disappointing piece of crap. Oh, but now hold on. Hold on, Ben. The same argument can be held for Thor, Love, and Thunder that you had for She-Hulk. Maybe we're not the audience for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Maybe... Because if you turn your brain off and enjoy the movie, <laughs> like what I was right. doing, I, I went in fully like, okay, Taika yeah. Waititi, we're going to have fun. We're going to whatever. He's going to amp up the comedy, <laughs> I'm sure. I enjoyed the movie when it came out, and I think it's yeah. a lot of cheap laughs, a lot of just a whatever movie. You take your dad to it, he's going to laugh a lot. And that's, that's, that's <sighs> unfortunately, that's where he geared this movie towards. No, it. I think he just missed the mark. He did miss he the mark. He did miss the mark. The mark. The cut of the movie. The no, I don't know what our audience would enjoy this. This was <sighs> my dad would like this movie. This is like, terrible. I, I like this movie. It's like so my dad. bad that over. like when people tell me that they enjoyed it, I'm like, how could you go enjoy that? It doesn't help that it was during a time where Marvel jokes were becoming a fatigue. Like I did not want to see Marvel jokes. I was wishing that movies would be taken more seriously. That's another reason why what kind of forever was so refreshing yes the lack of humor because it was that was nice it, it did it take itself it so, seriously yeah, yeah i think we've spent too much time even giving this the the light of day the light of day so let's let's move on ethan what do you got for us next i believe we next i will projects. go morbius for uh, for disappointing for yes come on disappointing Wait, for t- oh no we're not on top no right? no not yet we're i think we each have like two more projects okay. yes i've got one more so Mor- Morbius, I, I, we weren't expecting a bunch going into this. No, no one was, but it was the trailers. I was. And the hinting at Spider-Man. Oh, good point, good point. The marketing made us believe that there was a Spider-Man in this movie. No Way Home just came out. Yes. And we're yeah. hyping up Morbius, the next Spider-Man adjacent project. What we're could like, be in it? This is going to be multi- multiversal. This is going to be exciting. And it... I mean, I'm not saying my hype was the most there for Morbius, but it just it disappointed me. I thought it was a averagely bad movie, and I don't. There, there's nothing else I want to say about Morbius. I yeah. like it ironically. I like it ironically memes, as well. The memes, the memes it made fun. it worth it. But I, it's yeah. ridiculous sometimes. You said Spider-Man adjacent. This movie could not be more Spider-Man adjacent than you could possibly get. It has everything but Spider-Man in exactly. this freaking movie. Literally oh, has man. the vulture in it. And yeah. 
That's bad. It, it, that, make a that's team. bad. Um, so it's got something to do with Spider-Man. I think <laughs> intriguing. Oh man, I'm gonna go with my second to last one was Halloween Ends. Okay. Uh, I am it. a massive, massive Halloween fan. I watch all the movies, not all of them, but all the core ones. All thirteen every, of them. <laughs> yeah, right. I watch all of them every year, and wow. This every every Halloween. That's how I get into it, man. I get Define into all it of them every but year. I I watch Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween twenty eighteen, Halloween kills. Okay, I love so all of those yeah. movies. <laughs> one Part and of, two are good. And those are the only good, good ones. Yeah, those are the only good ones. I love H2O. all those movies. I haven't seen that one actually. Oh, I hear that one's good. I'm planning on watching it this year. I've seen all of them up to H two O. I didn't watch H two O. This Halloween ends would be my most disappointing. Wow. If not for my most disappointed, Which but we know what it it's, is. it's, it is so mind bogglingly bad that they took the, the reason I watch Halloween and they sidelined him and made a new killer. And it is so, I can't even understand how you make that decision because Michael Myers is not in this movie. He's given five minutes of screen time in this movie until the last 20 minutes. Are you serious? How in the world could you do that? How could you do that to the epic finale of this? And both of the other movies, I really, really like. In the, and then you go and absolutely ruin it. It is literally as simple as possessing a boy and making him the new Michael Myers. That sounds... That sounds stupid, but that is what the movie is. And it doesn't get interesting. Watch the last 20 minutes, and that's all you need to do. And even then, it's disappointing. This movie is so trash that my brother warned me. He saw it before I did. He said, please do not watch it. And I was like, I have to make up my own mind. And I watched it, and I wish I would have listened to him because it's that bad. I will not be re-watching this every year. Mm. I will be throwing this out the window because it's that bad. I am so passionately angry about this that... Oh, man, I want to throw my phone right now just thinking about it. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead, Micah. <laughs> Before Ben says anything, I just want to say I did like the Darth Vader Obi-Wan fight. I did like <laughs> um, there were some really cool things with Obi-Wan. No, 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 wait, wait. I think someone's going to line up here. Are you about to say Kenobi? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Kenobi, Kenobi is on it. my list. Is Kenobi on your list? Kenobi is my most disappointed. I, I know, I know. I just, we I just collectively <laughs> agree. That Kenobi should be right here. So yeah, go yeah. ahead. I just wanted to say. jump ahead of Ben and, and get, yep. my, get yep. my good things out. <laughs> go ahead. First. I'll let you guys talk, and then I want to say something. Because <laughs> Kenobi does have things in it. it. I put it as number five. So, like, my best of the worst. So it, I don't think it was complete garbage. I think that there were some, like, I love the Darth Vader and Obi-Wan stuff. I love the, the Anakin where he's just, like, always haunting. I love the flashback to, what was it, like, episode two around then when they... Had that training session. That was cool. Um, there, there are some really cool elements in this movie. Uh, not movie. In the show that should have been a movie. <laughs> and I... It's just... They focus on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's I where agree. it's disappointing. Yeah. I'll, I'll come in now before Ben goes completely hammo. <laughs> He's going to get everything we can Yeah. I that. do think there are some elements to this that, that are enjoyable. The, Dar the Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight at the end is, is okay. And... The rest of the show just isn't, though. <laughs> it just isn't. It's so, it, it is so clearly a movie that was cut up into a show. And I don't even think if this story was made as a movie, I don't even think that would be good. The inclusion of Reva as a character just kind. If you're gonna have a 
show with the villain as Darth Vader. Let Darth Vader be the villain. You don't need Inquisitors are cool, but not when they're the villain. Or make at least make the Inquisitors intimidating. Yeah, and yeah. that like like Fallen Order, they do it just fine. Yeah, but no, it it was so like this was leading up to this. Ben was so hyped for this. We were all real excited for this, and the way that they did the story, and they just made this story that should have been next level. They made it really uninteresting and. It was a big letdown, and Ben, I will let you take it away right now. So last year, I said we did this, this style, and my number one most anticipated project for 2022 was indeed Obi-Wan Kenobi. My favorite movie, my second favorite movie of all time is Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. This is a direct sequel to that movie. So let me go and pitch you guys something real quick right here. All right? We're going to do... A story with Obi-Wan Kenobi set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And we're going to make Darth Vader the main villain. And we're going to have the Grand Inquisitor. We're going to have the fifth brother. And it's going to be about Obi-Wan dodging them. But you know who's going to get more screen time than Darth Vader? A random Inquisitor who we've never seen before. Who we're going to give her a whole story that's wrapped up in their plot. Some guy in the background. Why would you do that? You already have Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Isn't that enough? No, it's not. We want we want Reva. Reva is main focus. Oh, we also want Princess Leia to be uh to be uh, um in this in this whole show, actually. I want her to meet Obi-Wan Kenobi before uh before the events of uh, episode four uh New Hope. But won't that mess with Canon? Who cares? I want her in this movie. It's gonna sell, it's gonna be awesome, but we're gonna keep it a secret. Kinda like a kinda like a baby Yoda reveal. Why would you do that? Because we want to sell toys and we want to we want to have an epic show. All right. Well, can we at least have prequel themes? Nope. No prequel themes. Can at we all. at least connect it to the extended universe, such as Call and Order? Nope. nope. Can't do can that. Can we have any Rebels references? Nope. Nothing. This show. Can we have this take place on boring planets and film the whole thing on the volume? Oh, you betcha. Yeah, now, that, that sounds like a can good idea. That. Can we cut the budget of this show to half of what it is in the Mandalorian episodes? But isn't this Obi-Wan Kenobi? It's fine. Whatever. That's fine. Can we go to Coruscant to the cool levels? No. <laughs> How in the world do you, do you get this wrong? This is a softball. I don't say this often, but I could have written a better story. Wow. How do you do this? How, do you, how, how, how can this? And just for comparison, it doesn't help. That in the exact same year that this Obi-Wan Kenobi show came out, we had Star Wars Andor, which does everything that Kenobi doesn't as far as world building goes, as far as writing goes, as far as character work goes. It just, if you could have done this with Kenobi, a character that we already love to death, it would have been fantastic. Yep. Also, but unfortunately, the, the Lego set sucks. The Lego sets do <laughs> suck. The, unfortunately, that's what happens. So I, I do, I will say this the final fight between Vader and Kenobi is actually peak. You like, didn't kill Anakin. I did. Oh. Like the dialogue, the, yeah. the duel is yeah. epic. Good. Um, actually, hold on. Wait a minute. I want to cut between Reva going to Tatooine and attacking Luke Skywalker <laughs> in between that final fight. Yeah. So you can be taken out of that moment. It's stupid. It, it's so stupid, yeah, and man. Yeah, an Inquisitor attacks young Luke Skywalker. That's the dumbest thing that I've really, ever heard. Yeah. yeah. Why? It's, it's so mind-bogglingly stupid. a defenseless child somehow 
it, it, it is a softball project that could have been so great. And yet again, Disney has messed it up big time. And that's what you get when you hire someone, a writer who doesn't know the source material and a director who is a fill-in who has a story that was from Disney. Ridiculous. Rid- absolutely ridiculous. That is my most disappointing project of 2022, you. even though I do, there are and some points that I really, really like. We have show. to talk about the fact that they brought back Hayden Christensen and barely used the guy. Out of his Canadian farmland retirement. Yeah. They freaking brought him out of retirement. We did not get a single Clone Wars flashback. How can you do that? How? Oh, because we uh, actually uh, didn't watch the Clone Wars. We don't actually know what's going on, so uh, we can't really tie that into the narrative very well. Oh. Dave, Dave who? How do you pronounce that? Unfortunately, Sorry. Dave... Well, <laughs> fortunately, I should say, Dave was off making actually like peak Star Wars content, so whatever. That's that's fine. But, you know, that that is for and sure... we have to highlight the... The beautiful score that was in Loki by, what is it, Natalie Holt? Yep. How she also did the score for this yeah. and let us down. The score is so weird for this show because she did half of it, and then this other guy, William Ross, did the other half of it, which is like, what? It's just so mind-bogglingly stupid, almost as bad as the sequels, but it doesn't ruin the Skywalker saga like the sequels do. So it's a little, it has a leg up on that. And I will say that everything that Darth Vader does in the show is perfect. So there is that. It does have positives. It's just the negatives are so glaringly obvious that you could have cut that that's how much it is. We've spent too much time on this anyway. You guys have more or is that it? That, that's it for me. That's for, it for me. For the bottoms. Yeah. All right. So that, that does it. If you're watching on YouTube, leave your comments down below. Maybe we missed a project that was really disappointing. So let us know what you think would be the most disappointing project of 2022. But I feel like we have named quite a few. So let's move on to positives now because the rest of this podcast is going to be much more positive. We could talk negative Um, all day, but exactly positives for 2022. These are going to be ranked from number five, four, three, two, one. And we're going to start with Micah. So if we that that's different now. If we have this on our list, we're going to wait to talk about wait what the movie okay. or show means to us. So Micah, you go with your number five. Number five, I'm gonna go with Stranger Things four. Mm. I know you're terribly frightened by what you've seen. My friends need me. You're not ready. There is nothing you can do. It was a really good season. Uh, I mean, Stranger Things. So great visuals, great uh, great character development. I love how they brought back David Harbour, and he was in a. I mean, he wasn't gone for any amount of time, but he was supposed dead in the end of season three, and then back in a good way for season four. I love the the feel and the atmosphere of Stranger Things. They just kept it up for another season. So, bottom of the top. I, yeah, it was really good. Really, really good. Yeah, so, bottom yeah. of the and top. This, the Stranger Things four didn't make it onto my list. It was it made it at number six. So I'm really oh. glad you have it at number five because I'm glad we get to talk about it. And yeah, I think it was really exciting. And to me Love the, the new characters too. Yeah, the new yes. characters are great. The character work they did with Sadie Sinks Max. Yeah, uh, yep. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably had the best episode of television this year. 
possibly. I think Dear Billy episode four is just great and gave us not only a memorable moment, but that song blew up running up that hill. Like blew up. And she made millions of dollars because she was the lone owner of that song. Giving us a big bad. I won't spoil who the big bad is for those of you who haven't seen it, but yeah, it really just recovered from what a lot of people didn't like in season three. But to me, the best part about any project is the community that is built around it. And to me, like the Stranger Things community, like we all sat down together. I don't know if you were there, but we had like a watch party yeah, for volume two that when was it epic. came out. Like that is that is the peak of what movies and television should do. It should yes. bring people together, and this show did that fantastically. So Stranger Things 4 is actually my number five as well. Oh, sweet. Like, I liked it that much, and I was a guy who was pretty disappointed by season three, so I had no hype going into this. But once I saw that trailer with the Journey uh, Separate Ways song, oh. I was I was in, and then they used it, as the like hype song the for the final, the perfect time, the amount, the like they Stranger Things uses music well, but I think this season of television used music so well, the song choices and everything like that. But the reason it, it made it on my list is be, is mainly because of one one person, and that is Eddie Munson. I will not get into spoilers, but his story in season four is so good and so affecting that it makes it as number five on my list and it beats out a star wars show like that's how good it is dude eddie munson's big moment he oh my gosh i'm not gonna spoil it but that was yeah that got me hyped (laughs) if you haven't seen stranger things season four or maybe have died off stranger things yes parker duncan i know you you need like you need to see this. Like I never, there are not many shows out here that are doing this. Mandalorian is one of them that are uniting generations for television. Yes. And stranger things is doing. And in a time when, you know, cause Disney plus has switched back to the weekly format. Yeah. Episodes come out weekly in a time where that is hard to come by. And you have stranger things making episodes at this level where if they did weekly, the hype would still be there. You know, can yeah. you imagine that being stranger things day, you know, waiting all week for a stranger things episode. Yep. So in a time when Kenobi was coming out or, uh, um, book of Boba Fett, you know, shows that really don't, didn't satisfy us. Mm-hmm. The fact that this came out, it came out the same weekend as yeah, Kenobi. It was didn't right it? in the middle yeah. of everything. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was like, way better. Like the, the story, what, they Marvel clearly, they had Kenobi a vision out. Like this was four years in the making, though. Yeah. Twenty eighteen was season three, so they cert- And I'm, I'm, I will say, I'm very excited for season five. So I'm glad that this made it finale season, right? Yeah, that's the end. Yeah, season five. So Ethan, I believe your number five pick there has a three-hour episode about. there in Stranger Things four too. There was a two-hour, a two like hour. twenty-minute episode, mm. but so lots I'll of story. S- yeah. I'll say this on right. my list: I have two movies and three shows. Ooh. And unfortunately, my top three are all shows. So I had to split the movies in the back half. So at number five, which I know this might be higher on your list, but I have the Batman at number five. What's black and blue?
Just the dark, gritty vibe of Batman and the way Gotham City is portrayed and the way all the characters are. And uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman, I think, is really fun. And ju- I don't know, it's just really enjoyable movie. It's a really quality piece of work. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not as passionate about it as I am with other things on this list, but I do enjoy it. I'll have things to talk about later. I also have that on my list, but it's, it's, it's later. So that's a good number five. I'm glad that made your list. I am. Uh, um, Mike, go with number four. The only platinum trophy on the list goes to Stray on the PS5. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I love this game. Uh, it came out this year. We so we can do projects on this list, and I Anything. was like, all right. I yeah. played like two games this year, all the way through. I played through Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and I played through Stray. And while I platinumed both of these games, I think uh, Lego Star Wars had a, a bit too much content in it that wasn't like fun. So Stray, that gets to the top spot. I tell, love tell people what Stray yeah, is. Yeah, so about. Stray I know is nothing about, about it. Uh, so you play this cat, right? And I love cats. Oh. And this cat misses a jump while hanging out with his cat buddies and he falls into this kind of fallout shelter uh, robot town. You don't know where you're at, and oh. as you progress through the story, I'll just spoil it because who's gonna play this game? It's like ten hours long. Or five hours long. Go play through it, it's fun. It's on uh, PlayStation Plus. So you go through this town and you realize that um, this fallout shelter never opened back up once the world got better. Kind of like in Wally, it's very similar to Wally, where they never went back to the planet even after they could have, like the air was breathable, they were able to go down. Um, and now it's just these robots that don't know who they are, and they they don't they they don't know about humans, but there's this sense of needing personality and um, just like having community but they there's these blobs of of um, like goop that go and eat the metal and stuff but yeah it's a great game Uh, there's tons of great environmental storytelling from the the people that used to live in the area and they they it's cool to see how these robots creatively use the the stuff that the people left to create these new things and uh, just a great I'm game. I'm glad, yeah. No, great I'm, game all around. I'm glad a game made it on this list. Yeah, so. I had to put one game in there. Yeah. So, yeah. And Good I don't stuff. play much video games, but I was over at your your place. And oh, yeah, this, yeah. This you, you played, did you play it a little bit? I played a little, yeah. It had some uh, some 3D touch stuff, or Ooh. some uh, 3D trigger, adaptive triggers. So when you scratch things, it felt like there was resistance. Yeah, so really? I was scratching everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Whoa. So. I enjoyed my time with it. But and it meows through the controller. Yeah. There's a meow button, so <laughs> had to... Dude, if you're a cat person, this sounds like the game to have. Yeah. You can do all the cat things. You can nap on cardboard boxes. You can drink water out of wow. little puddles. You can scratch trees, couches, rugs. I am not a cat person. This sounds like Knock a paint time. off of shelves and Look at annoy that. people. Wow. Everything I wanted out of this game. <laughs> there's even a Back to the Future reference. There's a dock and there's wow. a... like They call him Milton or something. I forget. But he's wearing the puffer jacket wow. and the rainbow hat. So, very nice. Yeah, gotta love that game, and the soundtrack's great too. I'm getting Ooh. the vinyl; it's coming out in yeah. February. The soundtrack guy. Okay, I'm I'm into that. But yeah, Ethan, number four, number four, which is another movie, which means the top three are shows, which I previously stated. So my number one movie of the year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
Mom, just wait. No time to wait. Very busy. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. If you can imagine it, there's somewhere out there. It exists. The universe is bigger than you realize. You think this is funny? There's no going back. Of all the places I could be, I just want to be here with you. Micah will be talking about this later, so I won't exhaust the topic here. But man, what a, what a surprising movie. In a movie where the Marvel really jumped into the multiverse, this movie came out of nowhere, surprised all of us. I think we all all three watched it together. And it, it was just so emotional, so enjoyable, so fun. Just such a fun movie. And any movie that can like sit down and it works on many levels, it can be fun, it can be emotional, it can be confusing at times. I just really enjoyed this film. And I thought all the performances were great. And yeah. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say later, or at least you, Micah. I don't it's know. It's a little higher on the list. <laughs> no, I, okay. So everything, everyone all at once is my fourth. All right. Oh, so all right. nothing original from me yet. Jeez, you guys are taking my fourth, fifth, and better fourth movies, spot. Huh? No, dude. Okay. So everything, everyone all at once was absolutely fantastic. Like you kind of highlighted that the performances, but Michelle Yeoh goes out of like out of her way to really drive home like a super emotional performance and i i forget his name i'm calling him short round because that's how i know it he he there are moments in this movie that he lined his line delivery like hits you so hard i'm not going to spoil there's a certain scene in the rain that happens and if you've seen the movie you know what i'm talking about but it is so emotional and i was so surprised at how much i was into this movie there was a scene with rocks that almost yes. had me in tears. Yeah. It was that good of a movie. And the multiversal events that happened throughout this movie made multiverse madness not look like a joke, but I feel like the concept here was done so well. It and didn't help that this came out before right. Multiverse of Madness, so a lot of people who saw this had this in mind while watching yes. Multiverse of Madness. So, yeah. I do really like Multiverse of Madness, but this was, in my opinion like a better multiverse story, I guess. I agree. And I like how they use variants, if you call them that. Yeah, and in the, this the way that you movie. have to jump between multiverses. Yes. It's, it's such a fun movie. It is. It's. I know I'll save the rest for, I hope I left some material for you to cover, yeah. Micah. I'm wondering if in, I should in a just non-spoiler. say it all now. <laughs> No, no, no. Save, save, it, save it for save your it? pick. Okay. Save it okay. for your pick. So I've got some things to um, say about the directors. So. Yeah. yeah. That was all of our four, right? Yes. So... Number three, Micah. Number three, I've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Men. Whoa. Okay. okay. This universe is only one of an infinite number. Mr. Strange. Who are you in this vast multiverse? Stephen Strange, your reckoning is long overdue. So originally, this was my most hyped movie of the year because I have, I love Raimi. I love uh, the, the Spider-Man movies. I haven't seen Evil Dead, but I really want to. Um, I, I just love what he's done with this movie. And 
I love how it's not just a Marvel movie. It has character. It has his filming style in this movie that makes it just so special. And uh, in, a, in a world where we get a Thor Love and Thunder, where it's just cheap laughs and cheap whatever, and we have, um, we have She-Hulk and we have uh, things like Loki that takes itself seriously, and we have, or not like Super Suit, Moon Knight, and we have all these different things. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has everything that I love about movies and Raimi is so good about doing that. Mm. He's so good about sprinkling in a little bit of everything. He's got that super emotional uh, romance between Steven and yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the, at the wedding and there's the comedy of uh, various points and there's a new character with uh, what's her name? America Chavez. She's okay. That's like the only <laughs> thing about the movie. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, but the multiverse, everything about the multiverse is like, whoa, this is cool. Like <laughs> Wanda we, Maximoff. We get to see yeah. the yeah, multiverse. Yeah, can't forget about Wanda. Yeah, Wanda. We get the multiverse in live action for the first time, isn't it? Yeah. So Other than Spider-Man. Uh, you no, get no. it in full. Like You really yeah. get a sense of the multiverse. You get to go to the multiverse for the first time in yeah. live action. And I think that's one yeah. of the coolest parts. And how um, Wanda is astroplaning to different multiverses that is sick yeah dream walking dream walking that's what it's she called. gives the best performance in my opinion of the yeah. film and you can't top that scene where he she just dumps on the guardians spoilers. Of the, yeah, oh, yeah spoilers. spoilers so dumps on people yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no spoilers and um then yeah that happens yep. and then another thing that's happens. a great scene and then spaghetti happens and then uh <laughs> yep and then, uh, yeah, I guess I can't talk about yeah, it anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. So th- <laughs> this movie didn't make my list, but I'm really happy to see it on yours because it's a movie I did enjoy, and a lot of people really hated this movie this year. They hated it, and yeah. I don't understand the yep. hate. I don't either. They're, the only thing that I can understand the hate is when they're fighting each other with music notes, but I think that's creative, I think and that's just I a little like I love that. In that. I that's like a bit that cheesy. A yeah. I'm so okay. glad that all three of us are united Cause we, I love that movie too. Like, yeah. I didn't, didn't make my list, but it ended, and I was like, "That was that was really Great. good." Yep. And then the people we watched it with really didn't like it. They were no one liked really it, surprised. man. Yeah. It kind of makes me sad, but I still don't understand why it gets so much hate. I don't. I I, I, I guess think it is. It's a fun movie. Yeah. The characters are good. Yeah. It does I a think, lot of things right. A lot of different yeah, genres yeah. right. Like it does the horror. It does the comedy. It does the romance. It does the drama. It does the, like, it does the sci-fi. It does the. What else would you want? A yeah. big complaint is the Wanda character. People say that she jumps too far, but I mean, if you saw WandaVision, WandaVision no. ends with her messing with the Darkhold. Yeah. What? So I think the line can be drawn. But if, it's if easy. you hate this movie, let, let us know why. Yeah, I would like to know because we all really like it. Oh, and the so, uh, and we have a podcast of the three of us discussing it at length. So, so I don't know if we have yeah. to dive into it. We don't. Further. So go listen to that one if if you want our full spoiler filled thoughts on Doctor Strange in the multiverse. I gotta watch that again. I love the cinematography yeah. in that. It's movie good. Ramy is such a good guy. It's a good movie. So good. Ben watched it on his honeymoon. On Whoa. my honeymoon. It's the only movie I watched on my honeymoon. So <laughs> it's worth it. Let me tell you something. That must right be now. your number one then. <laughs> no, it's not my number one. <laughs> oh. It'd probably be like seven or eight on my list this year. But Ethan, number three. Number three, I have the best thing to come out of 
the two major fandoms we cover this year. DC League of Super Pets. I have Star Wars Andor. Empire is choking us. Cassian Ander. I'd like you to come with me. How do you know about me? You can pilot, you can shoot, you can lie. Let's put a real stick in the eye of the Empire. This is what revolution looks like. Cassian Andor is a threat to the Empire. There is an organized rebel effort. Let's call it war. I'll die trying to take them down. Andor is everything that Star Wars should be. It's everything that a television show should be. I loved Andor from start to finish. I think the the arc style that they did was made it so interesting and made it so fresh every episode. And Mike is still working his way through this, so I'm excited that you get to to finish this. But no, just it was so surprising in a year that Book of Boba Fett was coming out and Kenobi was coming out. No one expected Andor to be that show. You know, making a backstory on a character that previously existed in this other property. You know, a prequel on this character that no one really cared about, Andor. And making the show around him and then involving these other characters, Luthen Ryle. And I, did, I it's, it's so complex and so interesting for Star Wars that I couldn't help but put it on this list. But I don't know, Ben. Do you... Do you this, I'm assuming, didn't make your list. It did not, no. Uh, we have an extensive podcast that I really, really enjoyed. Like, that was a great discussion. If you haven't gone and listened to that after you watch Andor, go listen to that podcast because it's very good. I've laid out my thoughts. I have a very complicated view of Andor. I, it's not even that complicated. It's just I don't share the opinion that it's the greatest thing that Star Wars has done since the original trilogy. You know, it was good. But it it's not top five material. It was fantastic. It's, it's the best thing they've done since the sequel trilogy. Easily top five well, material. <laughs> well, no. Like, I wouldn't even say that. Oh, like, wait. I guess there's uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. So, so I am glad, though, that you have such an appreciation for this because it's Star Wars. If you can have an appreciation for anything Star Wars, I am all there for it, even if I don't appreciate it as much as I Yeah, and I just want to shout out Tony Gilroy and the way he understands these characters. And one of my big arguments in our podcast was how this is really the first story to not focus on a Jedi. And I think that that is a a highlight of the show because in a world where Jedi become godlike characters and we kind of ignore everyone else who's not Force-sensitive, I think that in and of itself is a mistake because we're not force sensitive as humans. So let's focus on characters that are most like us. So that is a big draw to the show for me. I'll talk about that more in my uh, upcoming expectation. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Uh, my number three is a TV show. It's the one of two that makes my top five. And that is Lord of the Rings, mm. the Rings of Power. I've been told many lies of Middle Earth. Darkness will not over the face of the Earth. Each of us must decide who we shall be. No one really watched this show, and a lot of the people who did really, like, crapped on it, like, a ton. And I don't see the hate. I do not see the hate because I absolutely was in love with this show from start to finish. There were certain things that were questionable. Galadriel's character, in specifically, I still cannot really get around that one. But 
That's my one complaint. The whole show and its arc of so revealing who Sauron is was fantastic. His reveal at the end, I was guessing throughout the whole show until... Oh, I'm not going to spoil okay. it. But it's about it's about the reveal. I'm two of, episodes away. <laughs> it's a, well, I'm, I, you don't know who he is, though. No, I don't. I'm not going to spoil that. But who it is had me guessing from start to finish. Mm. And that is the draw of where the show, the main draw of the show. Because if you're not into world building in the area of Tolkien and the arena that he has made all of his lore, then you're not going to be as interested. But I read The Silmarillion leading up to it, and everything that happened is basically a sequel to The Silmarillion. So it's cool to see these characters get translated into live action. Elendil was fantastic. Elrond is one of the coolest characters translated as a much younger character. I love him, and everything to do with Khazad-dûm and the dwarves was perfect. Numenor is epic. I'm so excited to see where they go and take this show in the five seasons that they have for Amazon. And I was a big fan of The Rings of Power season one. So that is my number three. Nice. Micah, number two. Number two. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. All right. So as, uh, as you guys have already said, fantastic movie. I love the emotion in this movie. I love the, uh, I love the way it made me feel at the end. It made me feel like, wow, this is maybe an everything bagel makes sense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the bagel with everything on it. So, uh, it, yes, yes, the rock scene had me tearing up a little bit. I love the um, the the hot dog finger universe. And, and what what I love <laughs> I'd about say I didn't. That was my one complaint actually. <laughs> that one made me a little comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. The uh, the directors, the Daniels, um, I don't know if you guys have seen Swiss Army Man, but their goal with that movie was for the first fart to make you laugh and the last fart to make you cry. And they succeeded. About a farting horse, right? No, it's about no. a corpse that uh, is dragged around in the woods and talks to the guy about okay. his love life. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and, they and make the corpse it. is Daniel Radcliffe. Oh. So, it, very awesome movie. We got to watch it together sometime. Anyway, um, I think that they succeeded in keeping that spirit for this movie where the first joke makes you laugh and the last joke, it really hits you right yeah, there. Yeah, it, it does. And, and that's what I love about the Daniels is that they, they go all out. Like this, this movie would not have worked if they were not fully committed, if everyone were not in this movie to make it what it is. I love the the cultural aspect. I feel like I learned a little bit about this family and how they live and how, like how the how it how their cultural values are. And I it feels like a lived in world. And I thought that was super cool. Like we're just getting a slice of their life, and it happened to be when the daughter is a multiversal god or something. <laughs> I just think that's so cool, and I need to watch this movie again. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. That's about all I gotta say. That's about a it. good number two. That's my movie of the year. That is, yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah, I gotta take a good number two. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> we got Ethan. Ethan, your <laughs> number two. <laughs> Looks you know, like you're still debating right now. I, I'm not debating. I just am debating how I want to say this. Okay. But, uh, Better Call Saul is my number two this year. Better Call Saul season six. I am not your friend. And if you get greedy and you decide to come back for more, don't. 
fact is, Walter White couldn't have done it without me. So, after all that, a happy ending. For a show that spun off of Breaking Bad and everyone was questioning the premise and why are we making a show on a character that was kind of comedic relief? And man, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, they hit it out of the park with this. The layers they give to Jimmy McGill, to Saul Goodman, is so good. And he's he's now my new favorite Breaking Bad character. Before it was probably uh, Jesse Pinkman, but now I'd say... James McGill is number one, and just what they do in season six, the buildup. So this, the whole series is a slow burn. It really is. They master the slow burn, and they, they really take their time telling a story, and it all comes to a head in season six. And with just characters that they built up in Better Call Saul that aren't in Breaking Bad, they have the stakes there. So a big critique with prequels is we get it with Andor also. What's the point of following this character if we don't, if we know that they survive till this certain point. And I'd say that's not the point. The point is to see their emotional journey, see what brought them to where they are, see them for why they are the way that they are. And this show does that to perfection. But it surrounds Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman, this character with characters who don't make it into Breaking Bad, who aren't in Breaking Bad, so we don't know what their fate is. So there the tension is built on these side characters. Well, we know that Saul Goodman, our main character, is safe. We don't know about these side characters. And I think that the tension and just the personal stakes and emotions, they they masterclass it. And the finale is probably my episode of the year for television. And great ending to the show. Is it better than the finale of Breaking Bad? So it's <laughs> this debate is fun. Which show is better? To me, so Better Call Saul cannot exist without Breaking Bad. Yeah, or without Breaking Bad, you need Breaking Bad in the mix because the ending kind of heavily relies on Breaking Bad. I'm not spoiling anything by saying that, but you need Breaking Bad for Better Call Saul to work. But to me, the end of the day, I'd put Better Call Saul higher. Whoa, than Breaking whoa. Bad. yeah, wow. I I love this okay. show. I love. Up. I'm on season four. I love the character of Saul Goodman and just all the character work they can do with him, and they make me feel for this character that I kind of thought was just. I thought he was fun in Breaking Bad, but the emotions that uh, they draw out of me now when I watch Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad. I can't help but pity that man mm. and feel bad for the man that he was and what he now became. Hmm. Better call Saul, man. Number two for Ethan. So <clears throat> I still am debating this even right now. So let's let, let's see here. Just by reading the room, you you're debating for number two and number one, Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick and the Batman. So I'm not gonna say, <laughs> but. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have, so it's like, it's, how do you pick between Hans Zimmer's? I mean, 9.9 9 and 9.9. 9. It's like, what what are you going to do on a certain day? I like this movie better on a certain day. I like this movie better, but you know what? I'm going to have to go because of the story. I'm going to have to go the Batman as number two. Mm. Matt Reeves, the Batman. Jeez, um, holy cow. We went and, uh. We went and saw this movie on the day, two days before opening That's night. That's right. We did. Was that Tuesday? And yeah. the Tuesday that this movie came out, and holy crap. 
We went and saw it in IMAX, and <laughs> it's a special experience. I'll we never forget. We, we dressed up for it, man. I got a Batman popcorn thing. It's probably one of the coolest movie experiences of my life. And then I sat down for two hours and 50 minutes and watched one of the best Batman films I will ever watch. Matt Reeves directed the heck out of this movie, and Robert Pattinson played such an excellent Batman that I am so excited to see where this goes and I want it to stay self-contained because his universe that he just built, the Gotham that is portrayed in this movie is so excellent that everything leading up to, and especially how this movie ends, the message from the start of where Batman starts and where he ends, his character arc is fabulous in this movie. And the, I'm, I'm a music guy. I love film scores and Michael Giacchino, one of the goats, did such an excellent job with the score for this movie that I, it was my most, the Batman theme was my most played song in 2022. And that says something. It, 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 it took over the culture, man. This movie was huge. Everything about it was epic. And I mean, that's why it's number two. It's, it's nearly perfect in my opinion. I, I have nothing bad to say other than it it really is not a rewatchable movie because it's as long as it, it is. It loses a lot of edge in the rewatch. Yes. Yeah. So it's more of a movie you got to watch like once every year. Give it enough time in between watches to where you can be like, all right, let me go back into this. Kind of like a Lord of the Rings because that's how much meat is on this bone. So Batman is my number two. Micah, this is your best movie or show or project of the year, what is that project? I think I watched it four times opening weekend. The Batman? The Batman. I think I watched it, I'm pretty sure I watched it once on Thursday, once on Friday, and then two on Saturday. Wow. Back to back wow. pretty much. Wow. So would you say this is your oh, yeah, number, that was one? My number, this one. number one? Oh, yeah, that was number one. Yeah. I accidentally said that Hans Zimmer, no, no, it was Michael Giacchino. I, get, right. I got what you were yep, saying. Yep, yep, yep. Um... But yeah, The Batman, number one of the year. I love it so much. Um, I got the vinyl. I got the, the 4K steelbook. I, I, I got the VHS tape. <laughs> I even have that. So I love this movie. I love how, how he's a detective. <laughs> he's the world's greatest <laughs> detective. Yes. <laughs> and he's actually a detective. In Finally. This uh, <laughs> I think that's really cool. It does... So I'm sure going into this movie, when they were making it, they were like, how do we top Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight? How do we make this Batman so different from the other Batman? There you go, different. His yeah. own character, just like with Joker, just like with um, Heath Ledger Joker, how do we make this so that they're not comparing it to the other Batman? They can say, oh, okay, this is a different Batman. Mm -hmm. This is different enough where we can categorize it with a different yes. thing. Yeah. And I love how he works so closely with Commissioner Gordon. There, it's a buddy cop movie. And this is awesome. I love this movie. I love how dark everything is. I love... Go listen to our podcast. Please. Yeah. You'll get our immediate the thoughts. The real reason Micah loves this movie is because it is the movie that <laughs> the brought, debut the, brought him to the of podcast. Of Albert Duna. I mean, of Micah Head on this <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> but I, I, I love this. I love how... Um, Batman is a threat to these criminals in this movie. Like, okay, yeah, in other movies, it's like, oh, Batman's out, he's out. No, no, no. This movie, 
People are scared. You can feel every punch. They you throw. are terrified. The sound design of the punches. There, yeah. there is nothing that will compare to the first time I saw this movie, and yeah. he's talking about how he is. What does he say? It's like the symbol is. I, they're scared. There's a fear. I'm the shadow. I can't be everywhere. I've got to pick my battles. That opening they're scared monologue. of the dark. Yeah, the yeah. opening monologue. I'm hiding fantastic. in the shadows. Yeah, but I am the shadows. I am the shadows. And 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 it's like you're putting yourself in the shoes of the criminal because you're like, okay, here he is. He's gonna be in these shadows. Nope, he's not there yet. And then it goes to the criminal, the the burglar, and it's like, no, it's not in the shadows, is he? Oh, now we're in the subway. It can't be him now. Oh, it's not going to be. And him. all the and while, you hear in the, the wet squelching of the boots. Mm-hmm. You hear the. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who's this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at this guy. Just as a bat. <laughs> oh, oh and then he goes, "I have vengeance," and he goes crazy on these guys. Oh, dude. oh I love that scene. It's, it's. The, oh, <laughs> that's your number one. That's my number one of the year. Good. I love the Batman. Yep. Very, very good. I will. I don't regret watching it that many times. It may have even been five times. I don't even Dang. remember. And then I watched it that next Tuesday, I'm pretty sure, too. Wow. So it was... And you found this rewatchable? No. No? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> By the time I got to the fifth point, I was like... Okay. You're burnt out, right. You can't, you can't do I mean, it. It's a three-hour movie. Yeah, you gotta... <laughs> I watched it twice in theaters, and the second watch, yeah. I, I felt the Me burn too. a little. Oh, yeah. The, the second time, I was like, okay, I can see... Another thing I loved about this movie was the ARG that went around it. So there were some things online where they had the the Batman, oh, yes. the yeah. web game, yeah, uh, where there were the riddles and the Riddler, and then at the end of it they showed the Bat the uh, the Joker interrogation. That was cool. Yeah, uh, with uh, what's his name from Eternals, Barry Keown. Barry Keown. Yep, that was cool. Can't wait for the sequel. Paul Dano as a Riddler. I don't know Paul if we Dan- highlighted that yet. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, was great. Loved great how he felt like a actually insane person he felt like he related to the like he was working with the batman but he wasn't go listen to our podcast yep that's more complete than this one yeah number one (laughs) mr wensloff your best project of the year my best project of the year so if you've talked to me at all throughout this year i have referenced this many times i've told you two gentlemen to go watch this on many occasions my number one thing of the year is Daredevil did not come out this year. <laughs> this is uh, Severance on Apple TV Ooh. Plus starring Adam Scott. Okay, go ahead and have a seat. My name is Mark S. I'm Helly R. My name is Irving B. My name is Dylan G. And I have, of my own free accord, elected to undergo the procedure known as Severance. Your number this one. This is the best thing I watched this year, and it's not even close. Whoa. I watched this uh, early enough in the year to where everything else that came out, I compared this to. And wow. you know me. I am a television guy over a movie guy any day. I think the stories that you can tell with television is much greater than with movies. I'm a, I'm a character guy through and through, and I think the the, the love of characters is a lot more present in television. And I think you can fall in love with the character a lot easier in television. And this show is just fantastic. It, it, I'm not going to spoil much of the show, but it is a mystery show about uh, something called the severance procedure 
where a person can uh, decide to go under the severance procedure where basically they create a second personality in their brain that goes to work for them. So Adam Scott's character, he shows up to work, he hops in an elevator, he goes down the elevator, his brain switches into his second personality. So for, they call it the innie and the outie. His outie never goes to work, but his innie never leaves work. So in that form of storytelling, you get Adam Scott playing two lead characters with two different personalities, and you get to see that this this story unfold and it, it was just so good, so interesting, and the finale. I keep saying, like I said this with Stranger Things, I said this with Better Call Saul. This finale is probably my episode of the year. I keep changing. Whoa. I keep changing my opinion, wow. but it, it. This is also a slow burn. This show, but it's so good. And Ben Stiller directs it. Oh. And whoa, yeah, okay. I'm super excited for season two. No confirmation on when that's coming out, but. Yes. You're welcome for the uh, Apple TV. Yes, Plus. I use Micah's Apple TV. I Plus didn't watch account. a single thing on Apple TV Plus for the year of subscription, free subscription that I had, and wow. like the six months that I paid for. I didn't. <laughs> I just kept forgetting. Dang, it's canceled now. But number one, we have the Batman, and now we have Severance. I didn't think this was. I thought it was going to make your list, but I didn't think it was going to be number one. Oh, it's number one. I know yes. you've been talking about it all year, man. Might have to give I have it a not watch. Seen either of the Top Gun movies. Hmm. Who said that was my number one? Everyone. I was just saying it. That was just, you know, no, offhand comment. No, Top Gun Maverick is without a doubt. <laughs> Greetings, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Now, where the hell is he? What the hell? I'm right here. Maverick, the kind is headed for extinction. Smoke in the air! Smoke in the air! Maybe so, sir. But not today. This movie, I went to see this three times in theaters. And Batman I went and saw it twice, and I didn't really like the second one. So maybe that is why it edges it out a little bit. But the story behind this movie is absolutely fantastic. Tom Cruise, back in this movie, not making this movie for sequel money. Just to... He, to get more money. No, he made it because he had a story in mind. He wouldn't do this movie without Iceman, even though Val Kilmer has a real-life illness that they worked into the story so excellently. The score for this movie is absolutely epic by Hans Zimmer, of course. You're only going to get great stuff with him. And all of the actors, the story is fantastic, Um, especially Miles Teller, who plays Goose's son. And... You, there's something about Tom Cruise in this movie that gets me like emotional because I feel like he's getting older and he knows it. You know, he's 60 now and he's starting to show it. You know, he's looked young for a while, but he's starting to really show it. But in this, it feels like his magnum opus in real life and on television because he waited for this. This movie was supposed to come out in 2020. He waited two years to release this movie because he knew that it was going to be something audiences wanted. And that's another thing why this movie is so great is it's because these types of movies are not really made anymore. The focus on character development and story first and foremost and not pandering to... It's very hard right now in Hollywood to find a movie that is not for someone. 
it's very hard to find a movie that is for everyone. So this movie was absolutely for everyone. There's a reason it was in movie theaters for 20 plus weeks. There's a reason it made one over $1 billion at the box office. A Top Gun sequel that very few people asked for, that everyone, and I am not kidding you, everyone loved. I have not met a single person who did not like Top Gun Maverick. Even if you disliked the first one, this there's something about this movie that is just appealing to everyone. Yeah, and and that's why like, it's number one. Just like Stranger Things was able to do, it brings generations together. I I don't see many movies with my dad, but this is a movie that I took him to Same the theater here. to see. And it, it yeah, it was great. It was such a refreshing movie and a movie that's dominated by, or in a day and age that's dominated by superhero movies, this was a, a nice break. And yeah, it was a nostalgic trip. I didn't, I didn't grow up watching the first Top Gun. I watched the first Top Gun in prep to see Top Gun Maverick. So I got to see the comparison. So it didn't emotionally resonate with me as much as it might have with a Top Gun fan. But I, yeah, it was a great movie and I love Tom Cruise. And I'll talk about Tom Cruise later today a little bit more. Oh, and that's going to be in our most anticipated section of 2023, which we will now move to. But best projects of the year for Micah, you have The Batman. For Ethan, you have Severance. And for me, it's Top Gun Maverick. Let us know if you're watching on YouTube in the comments below what your favorite project of this year, what projects we might have missed. I feel like we did cover a lot of the great ones from 2022. Overall, it was a great year for film and television and video games alike. I have six projects that are movies that I just want to shout out real quick. Uh, I'm not going to talk about them at all, really, but Black Adam was awesome. <laughs> RRR was awesome. That's an Indian movie, actually. Okay. I almost watched yeah. it, but that's three hours and it's seven It's three hours minutes. of yeah. super yeah. ridiculous I've heard it's action. insane. The Northman, fantastic. Elvis was really good. Some people didn't like The Gray Man, but I loved it. Northman was really good. Yeah, and then Nope. Those are my shout-outs. So those are good. Honorable mention goes to recommend those. the Spider-Man No Way Home re-release, just because it's peak. The more fun <laughs> stuff edition. The, the more, more fun, fun stuff. stuff Honorable mention for that one. But uh, let us know down below what you thought was the best one. And now we're going to move into... Oh, and then Werewolf by Night. Our most... There you go. That's another great one. Our most exciting, most anticipated projects of 2023. So, Micah, go with number five. Number five, I've got Oppenheimer. Mm. Oppenheimer because it's a Christopher Nolan movie yeah looks epic they yep. recreated uh, a nuclear bomb blast without and CGI can't wait <laughs> and they've got every actor in Hollywood oh in yeah well, it's, so, it's Nolan plus so. it's Christopher Nolan so you're gonna go see that yeah of course, that's yeah. that's gonna be Kill, Killian Murphy that's know, gonna he, be hype yeah. oh yeah coming out I think in June I'm not so sure about that it's a summer release I know that so Ethan, number five. Let's go Mandalorian season three I have in this spot. And yeah, not a lot to say. Din Djarin, Baby Grogu, I'm pumped. I think the only reason I'm a little less pumped for this is the work they did in the Book of Boba Fett. But either way, I'm still really excited for this season. It looks like another great season of television. And the first two seasons were great. Indeed. Two, like... How can you not be excited for this? I mean, it's a show that took over Hollywood by storm. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, though. Uh, for me, number five is Transformers, Rise Ooh. of the Beasts. I okay. am a huge Transformers fan. Uh, I just recently rewatched all five of the original Michael Bay films, Ooh. 
And while they do have their faults, and they have many, I, there's just something about it. Optimus Prime is an absolute beast. I love Peter Cullen in that role. And I cannot wait to see what a competent filmmaker will do with an actual Transformers storyline. Plus, Optimus Primal, I mean, come on. This movie looks absolutely Ron insane. Perlman. Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal, Peter come on. Dinklage. Like, this, this movie is gearing up to possibly be an epic epic movie and I, I had to include this on my 2023 hype list so that's number five for me Anthony Ramos too that's cool yeah Micah number four all right number four Indiana Jones five. Ooh, okay Pumped for that okay should be coming out this year June yep June okay. for sure that's a hard release date okay. June 30th my yep. birthday June 30th well yeah. happy birthday there you go <laughs> happy birthday you get an Indiana Jones yes, yeah I, I love Indiana Jones uh, I grew up with I, I remember uh, my first Indiana Jones memory is going to Walmart as I was like maybe 10 Nine, something like that. And I saw, oh, I want to get the cowboy movies. <laughs> so yes. I picked up Indiana Jones, the box set. Oh, yeah. The, the three, movie, three movie DVD box DVD, set. Okay. Oh, yeah. All, the first three are peak. I kind of like the fourth one. Mm. But I don't, uh, I it's a yeah. step down from the first It's a step down. I don't three. think it's trash. No, I don't I'll think it's trash either. It, though. No. We're, yeah, I'm planning on doing a rewatch for those movies right. for sure. So, but yeah, not much, uh, not much else to say on that. Ethan, number four. Number four, I have Ahsoka. Ooh, I forgot And this is a character that I have grown to love in the past few years. And I just texted Ben this yesterday when I sat down to watch The Bad Batch season two. I reminded him that when I watched, when season one came out, I had not seen any of Star Wars Rebels or any of Clone Wars. And now I, ha- I have had the luxury of seeing all of that. And yes, Ahsoka is an amazing character and the little bits we've gotten in Mandalorian and in Book of Boba Fett. I'm so excited for Rosario Dawson's portrayal and to get to see her head up a show. Yes. And not only heading up a show, but having this be kind of a season six or season five of Rebels. It's definitely I'm really excited that way. for that. Where I think that my favorite characters from Rebels will be absent from the show to avoid spoilers, but... I'm really excited for Ahsoka, and I wish I could put it higher on my list, but there are other things I'm more excited for, and I know this will appear on. Yes, and it's coming out after Jedi Survivor, so... (laughs) Cal Kestis. Kestis. March (laughs) is going to be a huge year for Star Wars. Let's just say that. March is a huge year. A month, I should say. Yeah, no. Thank you for correcting me. Um, My number four is Loki Season 2. Uh, I had to put this on the list. I was actually reminded of it just recently that it was indeed coming out this year. And I had to put it on the list because, holy crap, season one is my second favorite phase four project. The One of the best things that Marvel has done in recent years. And I am just, I don't even know where they're going to go. But I trust the process. And Loki season one was a blast. I, I hope and probably am assured that Loki season two will keep that up. Because it's going to deal with huge things. And I'm really excited. Tom Hiddleston's great. So that's my number four. Number three, Micah. John Wick 4. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I'm I so glad you put this on. Pumped for John Wick 4. This is uh, a movie that... So I bought the trilogy on Black Friday a couple years back. And then I, I watched it with my dad. And oh man, we are, we are John Wick fans, man. We, we love John Wick now. So uh, this is totally going to be a movie I watched with my dad. We're going to go to the movies and... Uh, see what happens to I do the same thing John with Wick. my dad, yeah. Keanu Reeves, man. Yep. Did you see that poster? He's got a freaking samurai sword, dude, on the poster. And Donnie oh. Yen is in this new one. So dude. 
I'm so excited. You watch those movies for the action choreography. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It this is, is breathtaking. the best gunplay you yep. will ever see in a ever. movie. Very the best. Very, I'm, I'm with you. It didn't make my list, but I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Ethan, number three, are we on yes, yeah, yes. number three. My number three is another Tom Cruise franchise. You know, Top Gun didn't really resonate with me, but this franchise sure as heck does. My number three is Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one, I think, Ever since the third Mission Impossible film, each film has just gotten better and better with more fun, more action. And I mean, the practicality of Tom Cruise and the real stunts that he does, I'm only excited for this. And Haley Atwell is also going to be in this movie. And we all know that I'm a big Haley Atwell fan. So, yes, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. I'm hoping to get it all done and watched before that because anytime Hollywood decides to do like a part one, part two deal, it usually ends up turning out very well because there's a story that just can't be told in one movie. And that's why my number three is a part one and part two Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Dude. Oh, I forgot to. I am so, (laughs) so unbelievably excited for this sequel to it was supposed to come get rid out of Oppenheimer year. drop everything down that's, that's my new number three okay perfect <laughs> it and well deserves like it's coming out in June uh, Spider-Verse was my favorite Spider-Man movie until No Way Home came out so it's safe to say I'm very excited for this movie and seeing the trailer and I'm just into it man there's so many spider people in this movie that I'm I can't help but be so excited for June to come around summer's gonna be an epic time that's for sure Number two, Micah. This <laughs> is probably my most anticipated game. And mm. I love Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. It was probably one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, besides, like, God of War. God of War was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, Jedi Survivor. Yep. Oh, man. Kel Custis looks sick in this game. I cannot wait to see what they do with the Inquisitors. Uh, I can't wait to see where they take the story. I, I kind of hope for some uh, movie integration, some show integration a little bit, Maybe get a Andor little bit of that up. crossover. <laughs> we got uh, we got Saw Guerrero in the last game. I'm hoping for something else in this one. Some like surprise TV or movie character. Maybe Ahsoka. That could be cool. It could happen. You never know. Yeah, you never know. So um, Jedi Survivor, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. I'm greatly looking forward to that too. It's coming out in March, along with Mandalorian Season 3. So... That's why I said March is going to be a big month for Star Wars fans in general. Oh, yeah. Ethan, number two. My number two. So a lot, a lot that goes into the movies is the marketing around it. And to me, marketing to this was genius. My number three is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And dropping the holiday special and then days later dropping the first trailer for this movie. Such a smart move. It was such a smart move because... Uh, getting to watch the holiday special and then watching the trailer for Guardians 3 reminded me how much I love these characters that are the Guardians and reminded me how I haven't really had this feeling about MCU characters in a mm. long, long time because I've overall been a defender of Phase 4, but it has not made me feel the way that that Guardians trailer made Definitely. me feel. Definitely not. So it's, it's not only reminded me of the love I had for the early MCU but it's gotten me pumped for this movie. And it is James Gunn's last film in, M- in MCU because he's going on to do DC films now. So I think he's going to bring his A game 
And this is a Last Guardians movie, and Dave Bautista has been nothing but uh, advertised his quote-unquote death. Who knows? He's saying he's done with the character. So I, it, it's going to be an emotional end to Very. this story. And I, I'm a big fan of the first two films, and I think this will be a great closer to the trilogy. Yeah, that's a great number If you want more two. Guardians, the game is awesome. Yeah, game is you say, you're saying that. I really want to play that game. Yeah. I, I mean, the trailer just looks so good. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, my number two is The Mandalorian Season 3. Um, I am so much looking forward to seeing where he goes. I do agree with Ethan that it's kind of weird. Although I will say, if he was going to get Grogu back, I'm glad it happened in Book of Boba Fett. Because if that was the whole plan originally, which I don't think it was. How do you think they'll address that in the show? You think they'll, they'll have show a little flashback? Flashbacks. Like, oh, like, the, like he the, gets Grogu. Yeah. the previous Leon type deal. That's what they'll do. So I'm glad so it happened in Book Boba. of Boba Fett because I don't want to sacrifice the time that we spend with the Mandalorian Season 3 getting Grogu back. You know, As much as I don't like him being in the story, I think that... If that's going to happen, I'm glad it happened there, and we can move on with the story because it looks like this is going to be all Mando as far as we're going back to Sundari, the capital of um, Mandalore, and it looks like maybe Din Djarin might get uh, reinstated as a Mandalorian in the minds of Mandalore. It's looking so, so good, and Mandalorian just is a really great show with two solid seasons already, so greatly looking forward to that one. That's my number two. Micah, your most anticipated project of 2023. I'm so glad you guys haven't said it yet. Dune Part oh. 2. Oh, my gosh. Dune Part 2. Dude. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Dune Part 1. So, you go into Dune, opening night. You didn't even know. I didn't even know it was Dune, Dune. Part 1 until the, the crawl started. It was like, Part 1. What? This is Part 1. Insane. I cannot wait. Yeah. To see this, yep. they they just finished filming. I think uh, two months ago, last month, something like that. Uh, it comes out in like November, October. October, yeah. Oh, my dad texted me a couple weeks back. He's like, "Hey, when's Dune Two coming out?" I said, "Oh, it's dude. coming out this year, right? Right, Dad?" Oh yeah. Oh, it's coming out next year. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, he he's he was like. It's been a while since that first Dune movie came out. And I, <laughs> yeah. I really liked that movie. Yeah. I, I took my... That was one of the... So I took my parents to see that movie in IMAX. I was like, Mom, Dad, this movie... I'm hype about this yeah. one. I, I have good feelings about it. So we're going to go IMAX. I'm going to buy these tickets. And uh, we're just going to go see it. I think I took my sister to it, too. <laughs> she slept through the whole thing. Whatever. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> stupid my, sister, yeah, stupid sister, whatever. <laughs> but my mom and dad, like, this is one of those movies that gets them talking about it afterwards. They're, they were they liked about it. The, they were talking about the lore on the way home. Can you believe that? What oh, movie man. gets my parents talking about lore? That is epic. And the politics of Arrakis, like, what, <laughs> dude? I'm so glad you said this because I actually forgot about this movie. I love the first Dune. I'm right there with you. Oh man. I love Dune. All right. As someone who was pretty cold on the first Dune movie. It was a really warm movie, though. I know. I know. I uh, I have to give it a rewatch. But the first watch of this film, I... Uh, it was tarnished, Ethan. I don't You care. had a bad watch. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You got to come over to my place. <laughs> we got to pump up the sound. Because I went and rewatched it in IMAX. 
this like a week is later, an IMAX and movie. holy crap, it blew. I mean, it blew my pants off the first time, but it blew my pants off the second time. I was socks and the pants I was off. naked please, please, in the theater, off. bro. I was please. naked. I got arrested. No, 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 whoa, no, whoa. <laughs> I knew people that hated this movie just because Zendaya was only in it for like 15 minutes. Simps. Simps. Dude, the story, no, the soundtrack, the score. Dude, oh my gosh. It's beautiful. Love it. Oh, yeah. I got like that, the I'm so vinyl and 4K steelbook. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, even, I, even I got it, it for Christmas, the 4K. Nice. I was so happy. Good pick, number one. Thank you. Ethan, So you're yes, most you, anticipated. You're going to see the way that mine and Ben's list kind of flip-flop. I had the Star Wars shows on the bottom. He had the Marvel stuff on the bottom of his. Number one most anticipated project, I have Loki season two. I think the first season of this was such a refreshing break from what has now become a formula for the Marvel shows, and Loki still stands above the rest. Definitely. And I, I'm i re-watching the first season of Loki right now because I'm hoping to maybe do a YouTube video about it someday. I've had the dreams of doing that for a long time. And even re-watching it, it holds up. Just the characters of, of Mobius and uh, Sylvie. Oh, man, it's so Loki, good. B-15, the side agent, Ravona Renslayer, the, and the introduction of Kang, the next big bad in the MCU. And I do find it funny none of us have Quantumania on our list, which I think Hmm. has potential to be a really good movie. But Loki, Loki is where it's at. And that season ending the way it cliffhangs. And Marvel knows that this is a show. Even when season one ended, they knew, we're coming back for season two. This, This is a story that we want to tell. And I was bummed that we didn't get to see Loki in... No Way Home, and we didn't get to see Loki in Multiverse of Madness. Or Morbius. Or Morbius, yeah, Yeah, sure. But (laughs) it builds up the hype for Loki Season 2, and I hope we don't see Loki in Quantumania either. Or if we do, I hope it's a post-credit scene that Mm. leads into Loki because I think that'll be really special and something that Mandalorian Season 2 won't have where I want Loki Season 1 to end and be able to roll right into Loki Season 2, whereas with Mando Season 2, you can't do that now because you do have the Book of Boba Fett in there. So mm. I'm greatly excited for Loki Season 2 and to show that Natalie Holt brings her A-game on. It could oh, be, yeah. It could be cool if Loki, Loki shows up in the middle of Quantumania, just somewhere, and is just like a mid-movie teaser to Loki 2. <laughs> it better not be a mid-movie. Whoa. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> that movie's coming on next freaking month. I know. Like, I can't believe that. So I'm, I'm greatly anticipating that. Trailer that trailer was really awesome, too. I'm yeah. I'm glad. I didn't think Loki would be one on your list, but you didn't name it as you were going. I was like, dang, he's gonna put that number one. Very epic, man. Um, yeah, my number one. I I am hoping not to uh, have the same thing happen to me. I'm hoping for history not to repeat itself. Please, here. Ahsoka, be Please. good. Please, uh, yeah, Ahsoka's definitely without a doubt beyond miles my number one. Um, I think that the only thing that has this going for it is that Dave Filoni is the sole writer and director behind this show. It is his complete vision. And you what? As it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that Rebels characters are going to appear in it, the fact that Thrawn might appear, the fact that Ezra is coming back, the continuation to one of the best Star Wars stories in Rebels that we have here, as well as Ahsoka's story, the rumors are off the chain. I hope some of them aren't true. I hope some of them are. But it's looking to be an epic show, and I just hope that it doesn't let us down like Obi-Wan Kenobi did. Yeah. And I I, I yeah. don't think it will. 
I really don't think it will, but expectations we will are also see. different too. Yes, absolutely. You have the man who created this character, yeah, getting able to write more of this character. So yes, it's completely different than the Kenobi stuff. So that that's without a doubt my most anticipated project. So that one we don't have a release date for, but it's probably going to be fall winter time for Ahsoka. So that one's going to be way out. But that is our most anticipated projects, ladies and gentlemen. You mean we to have, tell me you guys aren't? You guys aren't ready for the Flash. You guys aren't ready for Blue Beetle. Yeah, I, <laughs> what about I craving the honorable mention. DC on yeah. the list. Honorable mention goes to Super Mario Bros. movie, which yes. I, I would say we're all very hyped for. We, At I want Barbie. it to be good because Barbie. Yeah, Barbie's another one that really, uh, <laughs> really I'm something I want to shout out. Yeah. That's coming on the fifteenth. It's relatively soon. We have The Last of Us, and me and Micah have decided recently that we want to try to podcast on try every to. episode of that. Keywords. So yeah, try to and. If the show ends up sucking, we might uh, ditch that, but I don't anticipate it sucking. Yeah. It looks really good. It looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is a video so. game adaptation, and like three projects in history have been good video game adaptations, uh, among very uh, very many bad ones. Yeah, and so. another thing I'm pretty excited for, but it, it's nowhere near making it on the list. We got uh, Jenna Ortega is really big right now with Wednesday. We got her starring in Scream 6. Coming up, so I uh, I scream movies. I watched all five scream movies for the first time this past year, and I I greatly enjoy them. So I'm excited for Scream Six. Nice. Let us oh, know what man. you guys thought, or what we may have missed, oh, or what your place. number one. What a Quiet Place Part Two. Oh, this came or, out this uh, year? day one. I mean, Quiet Place Day One. Dude, why are they making more of that? <laughs> That's what know. I say. Blade. Not coming out this Not year. Not coming out this year. No way. The yeah. Marvels. That will be out this year. And They'll have uh, to make me excited for that. Yep. They can. That's about everything. They can, for... But I'm not there yet. So that is our most hype movies. Let us know what you thought down in the comments below. And uh, I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, I want to highlight the this movie didn't make any of our lists and we didn't mention it today. But The, Bar- the Barbarian was a pretty good movie this Ooh, year that yeah. I think deserves... Some some praise as far as horror movies go. I I found it pretty enjoyable. Smile was okay too. I saw that. But yeah. an excellent 2022. But what's looking to the be even more three. promising? Yeah, that was good. Didn't make my list. No. I don't even think it was very close to mm, making my no list. Way. It was good, but there's a lot better projects. But uh, it's looking to be an even more promising 2023. So Invincible did that come out this year too? No, oh, no, that was no. 2021. But. No. Yeah. Hopefully we're closer and closer to getting a season two. Yeah, really season hope. one was yeah. epic. So I think that does it, ladies so and gentlemen. Cool. And uh we've we've been on here for quite a while. Um what are we at right now? Uh right now we're looking at an hour and fifty. Ooh. Hour fifty. Wow. So almost. Hey, listen, we're excited and we're very passionate about the stuff we've just seen. So just like any film nerds, we I'm sure you guys are too. So we hope you've enjoyed and stayed this long through this lengthy podcast. But uh Without further ado, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wesson. This is Mike Ahead. Signing off. We all have. Hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.